There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined tonight by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling great, man. Yeah, man, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. Awesome, as always. Well, we have a good show for you tonight. Summer's officially kicked off, and what better way to celebrate summer than reviewing a summer-themed movie? So we're going to review 1978's Piranha tonight. As a way to kick off the summer season, I'm super excited for that. I've always loved the Piranha movie, so this is this is going to be a lot of fun tonight. But before we get into all that, uh, what have you guys been up to this week? Watching the old TV show Werewolf. I don't know if you guys remember that one. I want to say mid-80s on Fox. Okay. Mm. I vaguely remember it. Yeah. And just a bunch of other crap. And I went to the drive-in in Pennsylvania this weekend, so finally got out of the house and had some fun. How how was that, finally having them That open? was great, man. It was awesome. Felt good. It was a little different setup than normal, but it's always great to go there. Wizard of Oz and Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka's like a freaking comedy show, so I love staying to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Awesome. I'm glad that they finally opened up because I know that they – put it off with everything going on. And so it, it's great that they're finally open for the season. Yeah. I think their County's supposed to go green next Friday too. So things should be even more back to normal nice. before you know it. Yeah. That'd be great. All right. What about you, Mark? What have you been up to this week? Not much. I've been listening to a lot of new podcasts, trying to keep myself busy at work and music. And I just wanted to say how fitting the song land of confusion by genesis is for the time today because you know there are too many people making too many fucking problems <laughs> yeah. yeah i would agree <laughs> um i finally watched the we only watched one we watched one of our horror pack movies we watched the uh the blood sucking bastards and it was <laughs> it was surprisingly a lot better than i expected it was really funny so think like uh like maybe Fright Night or another a goofier, light-hearted, more vampire movie mixed with Office Space, and it was it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had the uh, the stoner guy from Cabin in the Woods in it, okay. and it had one of the guys, yeah. one of the one of the dads from Shameless in it wasn't a notable character but if you watch shameless you'd recognize him um finally got a haircut after three months and i feel amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm about eight years overdue (laughs) you dirty hippie sean (laughs) when i got mine a couple weeks ago it felt amazing like yeah a lot of weight lifted off my head (laughs) oh yeah and that's 
about it, man. I haven't watched a whole lot other than, you know, the movie we're going to review tonight. And that's right. it. Okay. Sounds good. What about you, Ted? Well, this week I marathoned the entire Wrong Turn franchise, which I do not recommend doing. <laughs> <laughs> the first three, the first three I like. The fourth one's okay, and then I mean it just keeps going downhill. The fifth one was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Doug Bradley was sadly wasted in that movie. Yeah, and six was just just bizarre, but strangely it was so bizarre that it beat in my opinion to beat five <laughs> not to be the, <laughs> the worst okay but it's still just the <laughs> so yeah, yeah i never made it past two <laughs> neither, neither have i you're not missing you're not missing much <laughs> <laughs> three is kind of cool because i like the whole criminals are fighting against the uh escape escape convicts are fighting against the crazy hillbilly but um yeah that sounds yeah cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, but it just each like the first one's the best. Each one just keeps going downhill for me. Right. Like I, I like the second one a lot better than what I did the first time I watched it years ago. And then when I better thought it this week, I watched the second one. I was like, man, I don't mind that movie. I think it's it was pretty fun. Maybe if they brought so, Eliza Dushku back, right? Get more interesting. <laughs> well, they've got a reboot. They're, they've got a reboot coming sometime it's oh, i think it's really? already filmed. yeah it's called wrong turn the foundation but um <laughs> the uh, writer for the original movie uh alan b uh, mcleroy i guess that's how you pronounce his name you know he wrote halloween 4 also but um he wrote the original wrong turn and he's he wrote the remake or okay. reboot whatever you want to call it oh that's cool so i'm interested yeah. to see that because i like him i like his scripts yeah. yeah definitely that'll be cool be interesting to check out but yeah i haven't watched any of them beyond first two i i just they were never like that interesting to me to begin with like i, I like the first one and the, the second one was okay but after that i'm just like i don't really feel like wasting my time with them but yeah i i agree it seemed just like like a more of a generic like i don't know like a last uh not last house on the left the hills have eyes type movie right um, the first one was enjoyable. The second one, it was, it was, I, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember I didn't like it and it was enough that I didn't finish watching the rest of them. Mm -hmm. That was me too. Ted's got me wanting to watch the second one again though, since he never really liked it either. And he said he likes it a little bit better. The second time around it was better. It's not <laughs> yeah. as good. It's not as good. That as was a long first. time ago too. Yeah. So. Yeah. The first one's the best out of the franchise. Yeah. Definitely. No arguments there. Well, for me this week, uh, I've been playing a lot of Fallout this week. They, they've been doing like a double XP right. thing, so I've been playing Fallout 76 a lot. Um, between that and Destiny, it's been kind of a video game kind of week for me. Um, besides watching, instead of watching movies really, because I've watched some movies, because obviously I watched Piranha to get ready for tonight. I did watch... The first part of Last Drive-In this week, because they did Mayhem, uh, which is a Shudder oh, cool. original movie, which was a lot of fun to, to watch. Um, I didn't really care for the second movie, so I kind of tuned out and stopped watching. But then, um, Which one was it? Do you remember? I, f I forget the name of it. Um, but it was, it was kind of, I don't know, I, I just didn't really care for it. But then, besides that, I'm still binging through that 70s show I'm at. 
about halfway through season six right now, so I've only got a little bit left to go before I'm done with that, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make it through all the way through the last season because I've never seen the last season because obviously I stopped when Eric left, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna you're gonna you're, you're gonna trudge through the the dumpster fire of randy yes. i yes. hate that dude man. i'm gonna he force myself to watch too it. hard all his jokes are so forced i just can't that's the one thing i didn't like about it. everybody seemed to fit so natural into their character and he was just out of place the whole yeah. time i mean it's hard to replace a character. well i mean it's with him. fox trying to force the whole eighth season after topher grace and ashton kutcher wanted to leave i mean yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of yeah. awkward no matter how you do it and that didn't help any because he definitely because the, the, the little bit I saw of the last season, yeah, he didn't really fit in very well, which was very very obvious. So I'm gonna force myself to get through it because um, I mean I'm, I've gone this far and I've never finished that show, so yeah, might as well see him wrap it up. Exactly, I've <laughs> no, never. I even... still got the classic uh, red jokes and yep, you know the. The Fez is still great. You know, they still got the, some of the great elements. It can still be enjoyable, but yeah. I just, I've seen it so many times, I just skip it. Right. <laughs> well, I haven't, so I got to force myself to get through it, but that's all right. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but that's kind of all I've really done this past week. It's been kind of a dull week, other than... Yeah. You know, obviously playing the video games and watching that 70 show and the, the two or three movies I watched. Uh, it's been kind of me more working on stuff and working on stuff around the house and researching stuff for the podcast. I mean, I've been kind of doing a lot more work-related stuff, I guess you could say, versus just enjoying my time off when I'm not at work. So, but it's all good. Good stuff coming up in the future. I'm excited. Oh yeah, uh, man! Freaking September can't get here fast enough, man. Um, no, I keep <laughs> looking and looking at the website, praying they add more people. Since uh, they still haven't confirmed Alice Cooper, but CJ yeah. Graham's canceled, so I can't get any of those photo ops. I just hope they add someone. They got they got a good lineup. I just. In my heart, I'm kind of crushed on some of the people that canceled. <laughs> well, I think CJ Graham's yeah. the only one that has canceled so far. Yeah, he is he the only one? Yeah, because everybody else. I is know they still got a, they got a long list of yet to be confirmed. Right, yeah. which which yeah. still scares me because Alice Cooper's like the biggest reason why I want to go to Texas Frightmare. I'm gonna be crushed if he ends up canceling. But at the same time, I'm I'm I keep looking at the website praying that they don't cancel the whole event you know i still i still yeah that would that would be terrible man i'd be so mad if like well you can go next year i'd be so mad i mean i would understand it but i would still be mad about it same (laughs) very much so Uh, um i'm still looking forward to meeting tom savini i never met tom savini oh he's He's great my 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 favorite special effects artist of all time uh you know, Clyde Barker, he uh, he's going to be really cool. They got they got a lot of really cool people that have confirmed that I'm excited to meet. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, just, I, I think just everybody's wanted... waiting, including those yet to be confirmed. Everybody's just waiting to see how things play out. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, because 2020 had to be the fucking year that everything hit the fan. You know. 
It had to be of all years this year that it happened. You know, but it is what it is. Can't really change what's already happened. All I can do is no. hope and pray well, for the best. We can be, you know, I'm pretty sure that Texas Frightmare, if they canceled, they would give us tickets for the next year, which right. is better than nothing, you know. I mean, there's a lot of conventions that are closing. I don't know what all of them are doing. But... Yeah. I know our local one yeah. closed for this year, and they're 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 hoping they're coming back next year. So I that sounded pretty bad when they said that. I'm like, oh, that doesn't yeah, sound awesome very good. Yeah, con up here pushed it to December. <clears throat> and I know Chiller had pushed to June, and they canceled that, but they always do another one in October, so they're still planning on that one at the moment. Yeah. And that's in Jersey, right next to New York. So, you know, that's the heart of all this. Right, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm hoping for the best. I, I really hope that it still happens because it's my one thing that I've been looking forward to in the last yeah. year. And so I would be crushed if they canceled it. But I would understand at the same time, but also upset. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, we we even got is (laughs) is our ad spot still running in the oh yeah yeah they haven't said anything about it not running. It's gonna be some great uh, exposure for us, so I hope it I hope it goes down. Best hundred and twenty five dollars I've spent. Totally worth it. Yep. Good stuff. But yeah, September should be a lot of fun as long as it, it is happening. But I mean. The one thing to kind of look forward to with that, too, just to kind of go a little bit further, even though can't get the photo op with uh, C.J. Graham and Alice Cooper, could definitely do, like, the Leatherface one with the whole yeah. group and him in, in, make, or in the costume and everything. Or there's always Art the Clown as well. Um, he's going to be doing an in-costume photo op, too. So we, how much we love Terrifier. So that would that would yeah, be good too. Yeah, I got to pick up a copy of that so I can get it signed. Uh, there's a couple of movies that I want to pick up and get signed. I definitely want to get. Uh, is Kane still going? Is he still waiting to confirm? Because he's no, he's he... he's he's officially going to be there. Because he was like one of the first to confirm that he was still going to be there. Because they're doing the. That was the other thing. The other photo op that you could do is with him. He's going to be doing both. I believe uh, Uber Eight Jason. Uber. And uh, uh, either part eight or part seven, one or the other. Either either would be awesome. Right. But yeah, yeah I, I want to get Kane and Tom Savini to sign my Crystal Lake Memories documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get as many signatures on that as I can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to bring my book and get that signed because there's a couple that were supposed to be there that have been in Friday the 13th that I haven't had signed. Like David Cronenberg, I got to get him to sign the book just because of him being in Jason X. And then, yeah, um, Alice Cooper, if he does end up being there, obviously, for obvious uh-huh. reasons, with that being my favorite Friday of all of them. So, and then, uh, what's his face that was in part seven is is going to be there too. I forget his name though. Um, one that Bring played the William brother, Butler. yeah, William Butler. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so he's going to be there too. So that'll be another one I can get to sign the book too. So my book's getting so full of signatures it's unreal <laughs> so. yeah, i always forget my book i finally just gave up i got so many signatures and none of them are in the book i just yeah gave up on that. <laughs> yeah the only the only one that i don't have in the book is uh richard brooker 
And I got his autograph on an authentic uh, Friday Part 3 poster before he died. But oh, I never cool. – I, I got the, the book the year after, so like a few months after he died. And I was I was pretty bummed I couldn't get him to sign that. So he's the but one – I did get Pamela Voorhees, so I'm not too upset. Yeah, and I'll never get that opportunity, so – Which, yeah, which no, sucks. Give it the best. Yep. That is for sure. Ted, you're kind of quiet over there. I am enthralled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry if we're boring you, Ted. The Texas Fire is so so exciting. He's busy checking out his new selections from Vinegar Syndrome. (laughs) I keep refreshing my email, see if I got the shipping notification. I'll be honest. That's what I've been doing. Actually, that's that's been part of what I've been doing is like every 15, 20 minutes, I refresh my goddamn email just to see. Because I, I told Ted this the other night, or what, it was last night or something, but I had to like uninstall Facebook from my phone. Yeah. Because every five minutes, a new notification would come up from the Vinegar Syndrome group I'm a part of about somebody getting their fucking notification for shipping. And I'm just—I just got so mad. I just uninstalled Facebook from my phone. I'm just like I'm done with this for now. I can't do it anymore. And I made the joke. Driving yourself today. Crazy. I made the joke. I was like, "Hey, guess what? I got in my email today." And you're like, "Shipping notification." <laughs> I'm like, "No, nah, I'm just messing with you." <laughs> so disappointed. I did get I didn't disappointed. Check my email in like a week, so I wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did. I died a little on the inside when he made that joke. Because I'm like, of course <laughs> you would get it before I would. Which I mean, it's it's totally fine. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like I did the pre-order. This makes it that much sweeter when it comes. Right. Exactly. As much as I'd love to have it now, I mean, it's already been two weeks. I mean, what's having to wait another week or two weeks? You know. It's. I grew up waiting freaking eight to sixteen weeks for sure. Yep. <laughs> I remember ordering shit from like Barden's and Noble back in the day to get like CDs and movies and stuff and have it take like two months to get to you and shit. And now two, three months later you get your stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazon spoiled us with this two day shipping sure, bullshit, <laughs> which they're not even really doing right now because of everything going on. So paying for prime and can't even get prime fucking benefits. Yeah. Love that. I want some COVID prime benefits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to lower their prices for Prime this year because that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. Paying for something and not even getting it. What's up Mm -hmm. with that, Jeff Bezos? Asshole. (laughs) Fuck you and Amazon. (laughs) Uh, All right, that's enough of my ranting. Well, you guys ready to talk about this movie? Hell yes. All right, well, tonight, once again, we are reviewing... The 1978 classic, Piranha. Lost River, take 32. And action. Lost River is lost no more. Yes, friends, you can be part of a modern ecological miracle. Acres and acres of reclaimed land nestled in a scenic mountain valley, site of the newly formed Lost River Lake. You'll find swimming, sailing, snorkeling. There's something strange in the water at Lost River Lake. Something you can't see, something you can't feel, until it's too late. Started in a Texas pond. 
August 3rd, 1978, which is a little bit of trivia, my birthday, so this is the perfect movie for me, seeing as it released on my birthday, but this had a budget of $600,000, and that's estimated, was directed by Joe Dante, starred Bradford Dillman, Heather Menzies, Kevin McCarthy, and of course, the immortal Dick Miller. I fucking love this movie. This is probably one of my favorite, like animal villain type movies. I mean, obviously we have Jaws and this is obviously a spoof of Jaws, but I have, I've always loved this movie and you know, it's, it's been one that I've watched almost every year, you know, since from when I can remember when yeah, I first I've been got it. This since I was a little one too, man, like forever. But yeah, I never like, knew it was a Jaws ripoff at first. Honestly, it was just like, holy shit, piranhas in the water. I was ready. Like, it was cool. And like with any movie <laughs> review, if you put Dick Miller in the, in the movie, you automatically get an extra star. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Because Dick Miller makes everything better. I don't care what oh, it is. Yeah. You could have a flaming turd and he would shine that turd up really nice. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, just a couple uh, bits of trivia regarding the movie before we get started on this. So with this movie, the extras, because obviously it was made by New World Pictures, Roger Corman. So low budget, you know, they'd cut corners where they could. The extras on this movie were paid $5 a day and got a box lunch. So that's a little bit of, you know, <laughs> trivia. It's kind of like with what, cool, Ro- what Romero did with like the dead movies, like Sometimes you get like a signed newspaper or something like that <laughs> and, and a lunch for being a, a zombie and whatnot. So it, it's something Usually kind of got, along the lines of the that. zombie films. They got paid a dollar. Yeah. So <laughs> Corman paid you a little bit more than Romero did. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> got the experience, man. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I'll do it for free. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so the, the piranha effects in this movie were done by attaching rubber puppet fish to sticks and moving them around in the water. So that was kind of cheap and kind of interesting at the same but time. But it worked. It did it's work. It, it worked very, very well. 
and then the noise i think adds to it man that yeah yeah they that was another thing it, it wasn't one i had on the the list for trivia but that was something with like a it was like a dentist drill or something like that and they um <laughs> they couldn't remember if it was like they put the drill bit underwater when they did it or if the the the, the microphone was underwater and recording it they didn't really know but it was something with a a dentist drill that is what made that sound which I thought was very, very interesting. Yeah, that's cool. And then the final piece of trivia with this, and I know we've talked about this last year when we did that whole summer movie series that we did, but uh, Roger Corman obviously called this his homage to Jaws, and actually Universal wanted to sue New World uh, for spoofing Jaws until Steven Spielberg saw the movie and loved it, so they ultimately backed off from suing them. Uh, for making this movie as a spoof to Jaws, so yeah, I've always heard he said it's his favorite spoof at all. Um, so. <laughs> Which I, I <laughs> can see why. Favorites, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this movie obviously has a huge cult following. It's been around for over forty years and still, still popular to this day. It's like I said in the beginning. This is a movie that I've always loved, and actually, at the same time, this movie also as a kid made me scared to go in the fucking water <laughs> and swim in lakes and stuff. <laughs> like I have a legitimate, it's not so much a fear now of fish, but like I don't touch fish or anything. And a lot of that came from, you know, watching this movie as a kid and stuff. And <laughs> it just, yeah, at first I was scared, but now I just, I just think fish are gross. So I, I, don't, I don't even like touching them. So it definitely makes you think they're like, if the piranhas are in the river, you better fucking get out because they're out there hunting everything, which mm, is yeah. not at all how they really work. But that shit is effective at scaring you, scaring you when you're a kid, for sure. Yeah. My cousins actually had two piranhas in a tank. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I got to see them firsthand. I mean, they're mean looking, but they're, you know, they're fish. So. They're not <laughs> nearly as aggressive as they no, are. In the they're actually world. like, they're like bottom, you know, they eat dead shit they don't really attack yeah nope that's for sure well one thing that me and ted were actually talking about a little bit before you guys got on um when i was watching the movie i didn't realize at first how many of the people that are in this movie have actually passed on now like a majority of the main cast is is now gone from this movie which is kind of depressing to think (laughs) yeah I mean, yeah, it's 40 years old. I mean, it's right. Sucks, but, yeah. Just it's, more reason to watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, no, definitely. Sure. Uh, this was this this pretty early in Joe Tante's career, man. I believe so. It's his first movie that he directed by himself. All right, yeah. Because him and and Alan Arkush, they directed Rock and Roll High School together. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I figured this was had to be up there with one of the first. Yeah. That's awesome too. Oh no, I'm sorry. I take that back. I take that back. It's um, Hollywood Boulevard was the first movie they directed together, and then this was Joe Dante's first, and Rock and Roll High School was Alan's first movie make okay so. okay well i mean it's not a bad venture for a first movie i mean joe dante obviously did no. fucking amazing with this movie yeah yeah he did a good job showing me. i do have one question for mr joe dante who the fuck fries a fish with a head still on it 
<laughs> Somebody that's lazy and doesn't want to take the head off? I don't know. Keep I don't on. eat fish, so Keep I don't know. Flavor. The scales are still on it. The guts are still. It was a whole fish. Yeah. Just threw it in the frying pan. <laughs> well, maybe he likes the taste of guts, Mark. You never no, know. No, he was just an alcoholic. That's true. He might have been just drunk. Yeah, I was <laughs> saying he was just drunk and didn't give a shit. He was like, man, I got to cook this damn thing. <laughs> Get some whiskey. <laughs> Can I just say the the one thing that that has always bothered me with this movie is that opening scene, because who's gonna with you you have the sealed off area, with obviously <laughs> these warning signs placed all over this fucking fence, and you're gonna go in and go into this fucking tank and decide to go swimming. Mm, I I just don't see when the you're logic right next to that. the river. Right. You're, you're sitting there stepping over the exactly river. exactly to me what a bunch of idiot teenagers Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, let's break in that shit. Fuck the river. Right? <laughs> God. Oh, I never understood that. But, I mean, it, it, it gets the story going, so you get the investigator coming to find these kids. So, I mean, I understand why they did it. It just, it just bothers me because it doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> But it then again, what, they what do that really... stuff here. They got quarries and dams and warning yeah. shit blocked off, and that's one of the, some of the main spots people go and swim and party. So right, they did anyways twenty years ago. But... Yeah, <laughs> I I love how uh, when she uh, when she showed up to town and her boss was setting her up, and he was he was making a fuss about having to pay extra to rent the jeep, and it was just a piece of shit old beat up fucking jeep. <laughs> it was all rusted, and the fucking engine was about to blow up, broken with windshield <laughs> and everything. I love it. It's great. She's Don't just... rent cars at Lost River Lake. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, my God. And then her whipping around corners and shit. It's just going yeah. super fast. I love it. Oh, she did fine. Those are the fucking the doctor that totaled the fucking car. Well, yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, and then, you know, what's his name? Paul almost fucking crashed into that one car because he's trying to pass that fucking RV. When they stole the cop car, <laughs> and went, I love I love how they sped up the footage there too. I've always loved that trope. It wouldn't make it look like they're going super fast, but they just That's speed one of up my the favorite footage. things in old books. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so bad, but it's so good. It's so corny. I absolutely love it when they do stupid my- shit like that. My favorite part of the whole movie was look in the sky. It's Superman. <laughs> 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 Just a master of the art of distraction. <laughs> oh my god! Whip him out. <laughs> uh, how come no one's talking about how this is really all the government's fault for doing this crap in the first place? Of course yeah, it no was. <laughs> you saw the damn the colonel guy at the end was just picking people up and throwing them off the damn raft. Like, get off! Damn it, get off! <laughs> that's one thing i have to agree with some even though the critics hate the movie and i do not i love the movie but i I never understood why everybody panicked and jumped in the fucking water but right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i mean i guess it's instinct just get out of what you're in and get the fuck out but yeah (laughs) it might not have been the best option not not really (laughs) and then the, the one scene that really is gave me a lot of like 
anxiety and stuff is when like the kids are in the fucking lake for their yeah man in the tubes and stuff and fish are stacking to the kids in the tubes and stuff and I'm like Jesus they're they're really going there get them out. <laughs> I think the scariest shot for me is when the one um, one camp counselor, she gets dragged underwater and you see her, she can't get out and the mm-hmm. piranha are pulling on her and pushing her. She just disappears into the blue. I thought yeah, that was always well that's done. a good scene. Man. I love how they did that scene too because uh, I was watching something and they were talking about how they <laughs> achieved that by actually using gaffer's tape, which is a type of tape that they use um, – for movies and stuff to tape shit down, obviously. But uh, they use gaffer's tape to attach the rubber fish to her body, and they tied a rope around her waist, and then they just pulled her underwater to give that effect. Awesome. Which is so low budget, and it works so well because it looks so convincing yeah. and good. Low budget effects don't get enough credit sometimes. Man. They really stuff, don't. you got to use your imagination, so you're trying as hard as you can to make it look real. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I I, I love because they did it once and it it worked out really well. And then Roger Corman's like, "There's not enough blood," <laughs> so they had to do it again. <laughs> and kudos to her for um being willing to do that, man. Yeah, so, no kidding. As long as you got an actor or actress willing to do that stuff, rock and roll. <laughs> now I, sure. I love the effect, but I don't un- I never understood the relevance. Was the damn uh, the miniature tauntaun creature in the in the research facility that was creeping behind all the, the bottles and shit. It looked great, but I don't understand the relevance. Cause I think it's just to show how he messes with genetics yeah. and stuff and experiments. Like, with look things. at this weird lab of fucked up shit. But yeah. that's, that's yeah. a far leap from piranhas that can fish, swim in freshwater. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> yeah. It was Kevin McCarthy became a pacifist and wanted to create little creatures that mm. wouldn't hurt anybody. Right. That's right, man. No more <laughs> razor teeth. Come on. I mean, he did give his life to save that little boy. So that's true. Yeah, that's he very did. True. Just I always thought it sucked too, man. Being stuck on that little raft going down the river. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they used to fuck with me when I was a kid. Like all the places to be in a piranha outbreak. Yeah. Stuck on a shitty ass raft in the middle of the river. Yeah, no kidding. I, another one that always got me too was the guy, uh, the drunk guy sitting with his feet in the lake, and then got <laughs> he was his, talking to his dog, and his, his dog was looking away. He's like, "I'm telling you a story. You don't like the story." <laughs> but <laughs> to have all the meat off of your feet just eating away, and then dragging yourself until you bleed to death. I mean, yeah, that's that pretty bad. A horrible way to go. And the, at least he was drunk, and he probably didn't feel a lot of it. Probably not, even though he was screaming like. <laughs> The fucking woman seeing yeah, a rat. pretty freaking drunk to not feel fish eating you, I would think. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, you wouldn't <laughs> feel it like you would have if you were sober. Yeah. Right, right. True. I'll do. It's probably yeah. But those, <laughs> even the effects there were, were looked pretty good with, with his mangled legs and feet and stuff. That looked yeah, amazing. I mean, overall, I mean, everything with this movie, I I don't think there's one thing in this movie, aside from the beginning, that I, I didn't like, because I still just don't think that beginning made a whole lot of sense. But but then you get to that, the climax with, uh you know, her having to count backwards from 100 or count to 100 or whatever it was, while he is yeah, trying to... Yeah, that was, that was pretty good, too. And 
the reveal where or it's like the the rope was snapped and you had like a split second of thinking well maybe he didn't make it mm-hmm. that was pretty good yeah i yeah, love I that ending Tina. and at least it was a hundred instead of like 30 seconds or something Right. Yeah. There's 30 seconds in action movie moments that last for 10 minutes. Right. (laughs) Well, what's funny is uh, another thing that they were talking about is uh, how originally it was supposed to be 300 seconds. And they they lowered it to 100 because, number one, he would have made it 300 seconds. So that was just more of a a logical (laughs) thing. But could you imagine them trying to do it for that long? (laughs) Even if they through like logic out the window and you know suspend your belief kind of thing that's just way too long i think the you know a little over a minute and a half is like more than enough time to like build that tension and get your anxiety going for that because that was like the perfect amount of time so i'm I'm glad they lowered that from the 300 seconds that they you have to be trained to hold your breath for longer than a minute or so oh yeah so (laughs) that's for sure all right, Ted, what are your thoughts on the movie? I haven't heard much from you. It's a quiet man today. What's going on? Uh, I'm fine. I'm just a little tired. Um, I like the movie. I think it's one of the best, like you said, animal attack movies. Um, of course, Dick Miller's amazing, like we always, we already said. Um, I love the creature effects. I love the characters. I love Kevin McCarthy. He's a crazy scientist. Yep. You know, I love, you know, Paul Bartell as the uh, Kemp director or whatever his yes. title would be, <laughs> you know, and he got part of his face bitten off, which was wild. <laughs> yeah. But you know, <laughs> he played a good character. Um, I like the ending, like we talked about. Um, pretty much everything y'all said. It's just my opinion. I, I love the movie. It, <laughs> yeah, I remember watching. Great minds it, think alike. Yeah, I remember watching it. <laughs> as a kid on TV, catching on TV and just being like, Oh man, I'm, you know, amazed and seeing all these, you know, to, to, to a kid, it's, you know, huge special effects. And you're just like, wow, yep. you know, they got, they got these tiny fish that are eating everybody. And, and the ending always stuck with me as a kid too. him trying to open up that valve in the, the underwater count to a hundred countdown from hundred. So yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. It's a great B movie, one of Roger Corman's best that he's ever produced. Yeah, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I'll out of like that. the four billion movies he's produced, in <laughs> right? <his time>. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of his best. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I love the effects of when uh, all the people that survived were crawling out of the water, and they have bits of their body missing. Yes. Or they have like skin hanging off. It a lot of it looks so real. Yeah, they did a good job, man, with the effects. The only thing I think that outdoes it is the remake they did, and um, as effect wise, is the remake they did in I think it's 06. Something yeah, like that. Like, I don't know. I I enjoy that movie. I won't say it's as a good of a movie, but when it came time for the mayhem at the beach with the piranhas, they upped the ante and did yep. a great job. So I'll I'd agree. Honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I I did really like the the two thousands or two thousand ten. Uh, and I like Christopher remake. Lloyd too as the man. Yes, I thought that was yeah. I think it's a good segue because we 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 talked about that when we did that summer movie um, episode last last summer or at the end of yeah. last summer, and we, we we talked about how like these are these two movies the 
the original and then the second remake kind of go hand in hand and they work very well together and it's it's like a good complement of of the original uh the Joe Dante one uh, and kind of how everything kind of tied all together and all the throwbacks and callbacks and cameos and everything it's it's i think it's a solid remake uh sure, number 1 sure. and I, I it's one i enjoy watching i i actually watch it about as much as i watch the original it's it's right up there in my opinion for enjoyability and i i like it about as much as as the original i can't really say that for the 95 uh remake or the piranha 2 but I I I, I, yeah. I definitely enjoy. No, I agree with all that. The remake is in '06 is great. Yeah, I'd have to watch one from '95, man. I could, for some reason can't even recall it in my brain. <laughs> I never seen it. All I remember is Mila Kunis being the daughter in that. So that's all yeah. I kind of really remember. I kinda, yeah, I vaguely have it. Well, here, here I got a question. I think it was a TV. Y'all seen Piranha? Y'all seen Piranha in 1978, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about it. Then you've seen Piranha 1995. Right. <laughs> it's the exact same movie. Uh, it's different Ted, actors. I'm going to have to correct you. I think you mean Piranha. Piranha. <laughs> Piranha. Piranha. The H-A means supposed to be a comedy. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it. Well, let, let's go ahead and go to, to rating the movie. I, I think we've talked plenty about it. Um, What would you guys rate this movie out of five? Don't everybody jump at once. <laughs> I'll I'll say I give it a solid five. It's just a solid entertaining movie. It's fast paced. It doesn't um, slow down when it gets started. Um, the opening is a great setup, and the two people are skinny dipping in the tank mm-hmm. to uh, everything hitting the fan. I mean, it's just a a well constructed movie. So I give it five. All right. Cool. Who's next? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd give it a five, but I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie. But it is one. Of, it's it's one of my favorite uh, creature creature type movies. Um, Dick Miller always makes me enjoy a movie even more. Um, the effects were on point. The pacing of the movie, I would say, was perfect definitely a five okay it's a hard one for me man i think maybe i'm just comparing it to other movies too much because i want to give it a five i'm gonna say 4.5 because orca and jaws are just superior movies to me but it's still an awesome freaking movie so 4.5 isn't a bad i almost (laughs) gave it a 4.5 but (laughs) i never get something's what i'm going to yeah just because i love jaws and orca yeah maybe it's right up there with them honestly i watch all three of those quite a bit right all right. Well, that's not bad. Um, being wishy-washy on this one, guys. I give too many facts. <laughs> <laughs> so this is almost a perfect movie for me. So because of the beginning and how it doesn't make much sense, I got to give a half-point deduction to make it a 4.5. But as I'm saying that, Dick Miller's in it, so it makes up for that. So I'm going to give it a five as well. well there you <laughs> so. go. I forgot the Dick Miller factor. Yeah, yep, the Dick Miller five. factor. <laughs> all right, so five's all across the board. There you have it. We got another perfect score for a movie review. Second one in our history. And 
Yeah, I, 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 like I said in the beginning, I absolutely love this movie, and it's it's one I love to watch. I, I watch it multiple times a year, even if when it's not fucking summer, because I love this movie. And like uh, Ted was saying, uh, it's one of Roger Corman's best produced movies, and it's it's probably my favorite of his movies that he's produced. So it's definitely definitely one I revisit quite often. Crystal Lake Soldier says, "Check it out." <laughs> so here's a, here's a question for you guys. Not counting Gremlins, what's your favorite Dick Miller appearance? Oh, oh man, Chopping Mall, Chopping Mall, absolutely that's, Chopping Mall. That's just mall. what yes. pops in my head, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That's hard. Yeah, it's hard because he's done so hard. much. That's just the yeah. first thing that popped up yeah. in my head. So. Without Chopping Mall, for me, is Gremlins. He's just so great in Gremlins. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, well, for a while, you know, as a kid, I mean, that's who he was to me. He was the guy in Gremlins. Nobody, yep. talks, yeah. about his, nobody talks about his little role in uh, Little Shop of Horrors, where he's the guy who likes to eat flowers. Nobody <laughs> 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 talks about that. <laughs> it's good as well. Everything Dick Miller does is good. <laughs> but, yeah, so we would love to hear what you guys think. You know, you can always reach out to us, as always, through our social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at CLS Podcast. We do want to thank you guys for checking out this week's episode. And, Ted, do you have any final words of wisdom for us as we leave? Eh, just leave me alone, people. No, I'm <laughs> 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 I really don't have anything this week. Um, oh, I got one. Uh, plant your corn early this year. Don't piss into the wind. There you go. Well, yeah, <laughs> I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.